The Holy Gospel according to John, the third chapter. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these things that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So this morning, I'd like to dial in on Psalm 121. So I'm going to invite you to turn to page 560 in your pew Bible, and there you will find Psalm 121. Page 560. So during this season of Lent, we are walking alongside Jesus as he is making his way towards Jerusalem and to the cross. In fact, these 40 days of this season are often referred to as our Lenten journey. We use the language of journey considerably this time of year. We hear that language in various ways. So it is most fitting that our psalm for today is a blessing. It is a prayer for one who is about to journey. It is often referred to as a psalm or a prayer for travelers. In fact, Psalm 121 is one that is often recited when people of faith are reaching for words of comfort 
and assurance amid the challenges and difficulties of life's journey. From birth to death and everything in between and beyond. The language of Psalm 121 may be familiar to many of you, but it does also make its appearance in our worship life together. Verse 2 of Psalm 121 is right in the very beginning of the Apostles' Creed. We hear it in our baptismal and our funeral liturgies as well. It is a beautiful profession of faith and trust in God's grace and love and protection from beginning to end. And so Psalm 121 begins with the traveler asking a very valid question. Where should I look for help? Where should I look for help. Now it's important to note that traveling in the ancient world was difficult at best and it was certainly dangerous at times as well. Lack of water along one's way, especially on a hot dry summer day when the sun is beating down on you, would have been of great concern as would the possibility of bandits coming for you. Where we will later hear stories of that in the parable of the Good Samaritan. So where should I look for help? It's a good question. Whether you are traveling from a geographical location from one point to the next, experiencing challenges along the way, or you are traveling through the ups and downs of life, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. And though in the big picture, our time here on this earth is only temporary, it does present challenges for us along the way, doesn't it? It presents dis-ease in our lives, whether it's through illness or depression or anxiety or addiction or uncertainty, doubt, loss, grief, loneliness, sin, war, evil, you get the idea. You could add to that list as well. And so in the midst of life and all that comes with it, both the good and the bad, I can't think of a more appropriate question to ask than where should I look for help? The psalm writer, if you notice, goes on to answer their question with a beautiful confession of faith. Where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Where do you find yourself today in your journey, in your life? What is in your heart and on your mind? What are your fears 
What are your struggles? In those moments of uncertainty and deep struggle and fear along the journey of life, perhaps some of those feelings you are experiencing today, I invite you to name them. And then claim these words as your own. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Wherever you may be in your travels, your journey, whether it's geographical, physical, mental, or within your relationship with God, know and trust that you are not alone. And how do you know this? Because the psalm continues with a blessing reassuring you and me that God watches over all of God's beloved. So much so that the language of watching, of keeping, of preserving is used six times in just eight verses. And notice, it is God who is doing the action here. It is God who is doing the keeping. It is God who is doing the looking after. God promises to watch over your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Now the psalm, the prayer, does not promise that life will be easy, that it will be without illness without pain and suffering, that doubt and loneliness and grief and sadness will somehow be absent in our lives. But it does reveal to you and me and all people the full promise of God's love, grace, and presence for you and me and God's personal concern and care for our lives. It is in this same promise that surrounded Jesus as he journeyed to Jerusalem and to the cross. God was there too, keeping his life. The good news for you and me that as we follow Jesus on the way, the good news is that God is our keeper too. God is our keeper from this time on and forevermore. Let it be so. Let us pray. Gracious God, our beginning and our end, you kept Abraham and Sarah in safety throughout the days of their pilgrimage. You led the children of Israel through the midst of the sea. And by a star, you led the Magi to the infant Jesus. Protect and guide us when we journey through this season of Lent and life. Make our ways safe and our homecomings joyful. For you are our keeper, and our help comes from you, who made heaven and earth. Amen.